Good evening, everybody. That was lengthy. What's that? Howdy, howdy. Will, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's going on, boys? What's happening? So we are back at our Talking Sci-Fi episodes. We are here with uh, Will Barton, Lee Ferguson. Lee Ferguson? I'm here. Oh, hi, buddy. I'm uh, texting Mr. Becker, who's... Apparently, I don't know if he's off or not, or if he's just checking in. So oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, of course, me and Mr. David Dixon. Good to be David here, gentlemen. Dixon. What's happening, sir? So, lined up, we, of course, have our first shot of the evening. So, let's knock that out. Let's get started. We're here to do some damage this evening, and uh, then we'll launch into our We're, we're not going to do damage this evening. No, we're not. That's we're probably going to tap the, out. It's, this it's is fine. the first of two we're going back to back, and this one's going to go live right after this happens. <laughs> it so is. What are we drinking here? Cheers. So this is going to be, it's a it's a rum, it's a USS Constellation limited oh. edition, single barrel single release barrel of rum. Constellation, Not Very the good. bourbon I thought it would be. Cheers. 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 Oh, that was good. I like that. That's smooth. That's damn good. All right. I, I could do another one of those. Yeah, hell yeah. It, it tastes like medicine. <clears throat> No, it doesn't. I don't know. I like it. it. You know the stuff you put in your teeth, like when you want to numb something? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yes. Yes. That's what that tastes oh, like. Jesus. I can drink that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good shit. All right. So our episode this evening is going to be top five end of the world movies. Apocalypse. Yeah. We like this. I, I feel like it doesn't have to go without saying that most apocalypse and end of the world movies are all genuinely sci-fi oriented, so... Just to, to blanket and say we are going to do our top five end of the world movies, um, it is still in the reins of sci-fi, so I think we're okay. It is, absolutely. I mean, All what right. could be more sci-fi than that? Exactly. Some are more science-y, fiction-y than others. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. All right, so let's uh, let's kick this off. Let's, uh, let's see. Uh, let's let Mr. Dixon go first with his number five. Start with the guest. All right. Um, I jotted down a whole bunch on the way over here that just were on the top of my memory, so I'm going to start off. My number five is Oblivion. Oh, good pick. And Tom Cruise, and what's the name of that Russian actress? God, I, I like her, and I can never remember. She's got a really Russian name. What is that name? What's that actress's name? We're going to have to look that up. Anyway, the concept is pretty uh, interesting. It has a couple twists and turns, but uh, apparently... Uh, this alien spaceship shows up and lays waste to the world, and this kind of takes place well after that's happened. That shows the moon all cracked and kind of fallen apart, and just there's nothing left of the world except some stragglers. And this guy who's going around fixing flying droids. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, come to find out, you know, all the twists and turns, you know, he was replicated a, a million times. And yes. He uh, wiped out the population of the world along with the ones that didn't starve. Yes, yeah, that was wild. That was a good movie. That, definitely a lengthy movie. Um, I'm going to cross that off my honorable mentions list since that was there. Um, <clears throat> no, definitely a good movie. Um, I, the the twist there at the end, it was one of those like you could kind of see it coming if you followed it, mm -hmm. like if you were paying attention to it, but the second it took the turn, you were like, oh, oh, okay. Fuck. This I wasn't is... paying attention to that movie whatsoever. Really? Yeah, because I didn't even think of Oblivion. But uh... I was oblivious. Oh. Fast and Furious. It's early. All right, Lee, what's your number five? 
Alright, my number five is going to be... It actually is kind of a comedy, because it has great... Well, in on 2013, great uh, young comedy people. Um, this is Don't the end. Oh, hell yes! So, <laughs> yeah. You know, yes. And, the, and the comedy that these guys possess, you know, the Jonah Hills, the, the Seth Rogans, James Franco even, and Jay, mm -hmm. I think his name's Baruchel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a great cast of young uh, comics <laughs> in that movie. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Was it like your typical apocalyptic end of the world? No. No. But, you know, it was cool. It was the rapture. Yeah. The rapture. That's, that's part that's of the that's joke. The yeah. <laughs> and, and what is, you know. Anything Danny McBride is in, man, I'm going to watch. Yeah, you know? Danny the, McBride. <laughs> McBride, yeah. The, the frickin', the, <laughs> just all the sex jokes that they made in that movie. God, it was oh fucking God. wild. Oh, my God. That was a great cast of guys to team up for something like that. Oh, Too bad absolutely. they couldn't continue stuff like that. Would yeah. Be pretty cool, because I kind of sectioned off after that to their own little niche. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my number five, Mr. Kaplan. Uh, I'm going to take us back. Back, back, um, for my number five, When Worlds Collide, Ooh, from 1951. Yes. Um, yep. The stole one of mine, stole one of mine. Sweet. Classic. You bastard. Bastards. <laughs> so, I, I mean, good classic sci-fi, prime example of classic sci-fi. Um, the, the planet's coming in and it's going to crash on the uh, into the Earth, mm -hmm. and they construct this spaceship that I think only can save, like, 20 or 40 people like some like insurmountable yeah. number yeah. compared to the population of the planet yeah what a great job but it, it you know you see it get closer and it screws with the earth as far as like causing all this like like mass chaos not even just the destruction factor um but tides it, yeah i mean it, it, oh, so, yeah. just for the time that it was just such an awesome movie such an awesome ride so that's that's my number five yeah awesome awesome well what do you got man I'm going to go back uh, not quite as far since you stole my number four there, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's in 1985, directed by George Miller and uh, George Ogilvie, Mad Max Beyond Thunder. Oh, yeah. that was one yeah. of mine. Good one. <laughs> I mean, that, that you movie like the is Beyond one Thunder that I could you watch. You like the Beyond uh, Thunderdome one? Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. It's got Tina Turner in it. Yeah. It's Tina Turner, man. It's Tina Turner. Two men She's enter, the... one man uh, leave. We don't <laughs> oh my god! Stop it! Stop it! Stop! Just nope. a great nope. movie. I could watch that start to finish. I'll literally stop what I'm doing and watch that movie if I see it on. So yep. yeah, That's love Beyond Thunderdome. Excellent pick. All right, Mr. Dixon, number four. Uh, my number four. I'm gonna slide in with Terminator Salvation. Okay. Now I know some of y'all don't like that movie. Not my favorite, but I'll I'll, I'll listen to your explanation. I'm okay with ter with the Terminator because the Terminator standards. movies are based on the apocalypse. You know, the once Cyberdyne comes online and mm -hmm. wipes out everybody, decides mankind's fate in a millisecond. Right. Um, Salvation just takes it to that one other level beyond it has to do with more of kind of the actual apocalypse part. yeah like the after effect yeah yeah so and they threw a twist in there with the the guy that's kind of a i don't know a, 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 what do you call it a, a combo he's human but he's also he's a hybrid of sorts. hybrid yeah, of sorts yeah. uh interesting turn of events and the fact that they brought back arnold mm -hmm. you know in his full glory uh, that was kind of fun, but uh, yeah, it was a uh, That's good pick. I like that. It's, no, it's I'll end take of the it. world and kind of how everybody's coping, and yeah, I'll take it. Copious, Mr. Ferguson. 
My number four is going to be a movie that comes up uh, a lot in our podcast, uh, Wally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah. That is a uh, post-apocalyptic movie. Definitely. Oh, and yeah. it's one of the cutest damn movies I've ever seen oh, in my life, which I loved to death. Wally. I know you're a huge fan. I love Wally. So, uh, oh, I love that movie. We have to go into Wally. A lot of everybody knows it. We love it. Uh, definitely. That's a strong number four for me. Out of all <laughs> of the live-action you know, movies that are about end of the world shit. Wally is uh, is pretty amazing, and I'm pretty sure we're not we're failing everybody by not mentioning all of the anime post apocalyptic shit because there's so much stuff out there and, and animation. Oh both man, of them. yeah, definitely. Those worlds are, are a lot of po- you know apocalyptic post shit. Yes, but we're probably failing on that range. But uh, we're not big anime fans. I mean, I mean, uh, I'm, not that I'm we're big... not big fans, but we just don't we haven't seen a lot of it. Yeah. Number four, uh, your number four, sir. So my number four is going to go to 2012. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, uh, I mean, you have to mention 2012. First of all, I mean, it was at the craze where everybody was like, oh my God, the world's going to end in December 21st. Oh God. And it obviously didn't happen. We're still here. Um, but from a cinematic perspective, from um, an overall, just a, a, a fun movie to watch. Um, it was okay. All, all the, all the, Dumb little things that I almost happened. reach for Vader. I'm telling you, that uh, that's, was not that's a fantastic. Fine. That's fine. Uh, well, uh, Sean Cusack was driving that limo all oh, over yeah, the right, place. Exactly. at the box office. It was really <laughs> Plus they, awful. They took they 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 uh, flew and took off a, a Aeronov, whatever the hell model aircraft that was, off of a crumbling runway, and it dove down. And miraculously, this heavy ass airplane picks up, lifts. Despite the downforce and flies away, we, I talked about this exact scenario in that movie on a podcast. Earlier, I remember that, that. ridiculous that Physic, that the jumbo physics fucking jet is going to lift up when all the air is rushing. Oh my god! Oh, anyway. The best part of that movie is when that Russian oligarch is like, "Everybody, shut up!" Engine. Oh. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. deep ass. Like, you know. He had lips like a freaking refrigerator suction cup, you know what I yes. mean? Yes. <laughs> God, it was awesome. I think that's a movie that you, because you like science fiction, you can you can have it running, and you're probably going to watch it, like another background type movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. didn't love it, but it was okay. It was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will Barton. Man, so my, my number four was When Worlds Collide as well. And nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned 2012, because all of this kind of, I'm going to get a little scientific for, for the nerds out there, so stay with me because I'm going to start you in the Shire and take you to Mordor, and nice. I'll bring you all the way back, and I'm going to do it in about two minutes. Here we go. So for those of you who are big into history and you know the legend of the Anunnaki, it's an ancient alien theory that out there is essentially a planet, ter- well, a planetary system called Nibiru. It's a system, yeah. right? And around this well, you know, rogue star, essentially, are several planets that, orbit around our solar system on this crazy elliptical path and about every 26,000 years they come around and wreak all kinds of havoc on our ecosphere right so that's what these movies are about this movie it was you know a star called Bellus and then it had a small planet that was very much like earth called Zyra that was orbiting around it now here's where it gets crazy if you know a little bit about astronomy we have this thing called the Oort cloud in our solar system it's a whole bunch of asteroids and meteors and all this other crap that's made up there's a wobble in our planetary system that cannot mathematically be explained with the number of planets that we currently know. The math doesn't add up. And astronomers say the only way that we can have this wobble is if out there in the Oort cloud somewhere is essentially a brown dwarf star, a companion star to the sun, 
that's operating on this massive elliptical orbit and is causing all of this weird chaos and wobble within our solar system. Kind of crazy when you think about mm-hmm. it because the more we see star systems out there, more of them happen to be binary stars. It's very yeah. odd, actually, for there to be a single star system. So for all we know, mm-hmm. you know, something might be zipping around to us right now. I have In which a, case... I have a counter to that already. I've heard, oh, I heard no. all of this, know all this. I have a counter to it. And it doesn't counter you. It just counters what, what you're saying with the other people. Oh, shoot, shoot. The counter to that wobble theory is the theory of the supermassive black hole that's dead center of the Milky Way. That's what's causing the wobble in most of the solar systems that are in this galaxy that we're a big part of. So when you have that kind of gravitational pull, and then you have orbiting planets that have their own gravitational pull and the suns that are there, and you have so many of these you know, solar systems in our galaxy, that, and you have such a giant pull on those solar systems in the same galaxy from this giant supermassive black hole that we still don't know how big it could possibly be. Um, big. That could that Huge. very well plays into this what you're saying, this wobble theory and what and what they believe to be a thing. I've heard about that before, and it was best explained to me by no other than what's my guy from Star uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he took that from three other people that he knew which in turn took it from somebody else that they knew, and that's what they believe is causing this type of thing. So as you see these solar systems go, a perfect orbit is not a perfect orbit when you see this thing start to shift back and up and up and forth. They, they, and, and they know that by the way that the light reflects from behind a planet as it passes by the sun, and then you see the same thing as you look at it in tenths of a second. You can actually see it rise and lower, just like you said, and, and that's, that's absolutely true. And what's causing that wobble? So that oh, the asteroid field around our solar system, definitely, I mean, it's there. You know, what could pass through that, hard to say? What could be caused? Oh, there's got to be something. Another I super mean... massive dark black planet we can't see that's just sucking in a lot of gravity and causing yeah. that. Because you would think that, Let's just, and I'm really getting in the weeds, I'm sorry. That planet has to be a massive motherfucker to cause a wobble on an entire solar system, they're, right? They're saying that the theory is that it's around the same mass as Jupiter. Jesus. Right. So, they, so they're either calling it a supermassive planet or a, a small, like, brown dwarf or something along those lines. But I mean, everybody thinks, like, the solar system, you know, it's like on, you know, the school books, so it goes all around, and this planet goes like this, but they're all, like, all kinds it's, of... It's a perfect circle of everybody yeah. going around, and yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> fucking chaos. And... Yeah, it doesn't look like that shit at all. That's why it's you can't make them out of even, fall. Amazing you know? we're even alive right now. Yeah, it's a wonder something has <laughs> smacked into us already. Sorry, all right. I didn't mean to go off the deep end there. I apologize. Well, out of that... Back to positive, loving, talking boredom, sci-fi. Boredom, fucking <laughs> school lesson, David. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> All right, my number three is going to be a 2007 gem called I Am Legend. Yes. Oh, yes. And I like it for a bunch of different reasons. It brings in the zombie element, which is Mm -hmm. an apocalypse of sorts. Uh, It's got uh, a a perspective on, you know, the the Will uh, Smith character, what he's trying to do, and try to solve the, 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 the issue of what's making the zombie zombie. Um interestingly um are they gonna do a sequel to that it's in the works that's what i was wondering it's worse in it the is. works hollywood <clears throat> is running out of so much uh, stuff they need to constantly reinvent and redo and original content surface. becoming scarce oh, they have to do it yeah well you know the I scariest... mean, that, movie, that movie came out what year 
2007. 2007. The scariest part of that entire movie. Part 6 of 1943. That was the scariest part of that movie. Oh, the gas gas prices prices. are not that far off from $6.63. That's what it was in California. Jesus. Yeah, when I was talking to my ex, she was talking about how expensive it was to fill up a tank. I mean, she drives a Prius, thank God, but she said it was $6.25. Yikes. Jesus. It got up to six twenty-five. It has come down since then. Miss Ferguson. Well, that's what those people in California deserve. I mean, they're living on oh a damn fault line for Christ's sake. You want to fall off the end of the dam or into the ocean, or you want to pay high gas prices? It's your pick. Moving on. I mean, technically, they get both. They do. Right? They do. Man, <laughs> tough to go to a number three for me. Uh, I have a whole list of a bunch of stuff. I'm probably going to go with. Um, I will say. The 1978 Dawn of the Dead. Dawn oh, the Dead. yeah. So, you, think about so that. There, there are just, man, there are so many zombie movies, right? With the end of the world, and they're taking over, and there's always this small band of humans that are gathering together, and this <clears> their last hope, and all that. But I kind of like this one, other than Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead. Dawn of the Dead was uh, the one at the mall. So they're all in this <clears> mall, and they're shoring up their yeah. defenses, and... When they're playing the game, the sniper game oh, on the so <laughs> Hey, do Bill Clinton. Oh, got him. Boom. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of up-to-date and cool, a little bit of comedy in that movie, too. So I, I really enjoyed that movie. So. You know, I would pose a, a statement that I really feel like zombie movies are getting overdone now. Oh, my God. For years they have. Been. I mean, it's it's just like, it, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Like, give me. Ooh, this can be if a podcast. Yes, discussion. it is. If you're going to give me a zombie episode or a zombie anything, spin it up a little bit. Give me something different, you know? It's just well, so they... damn depressing, man. Like, I got into one season of The Walking Dead, and I'm like, I'd rather get a root canal. Right. You know? Well, they're, they're just... trying, what they're doing with, with the zombie movies to make them more effective, uh, they're trying to reinvent the zombies. So before, they were just these slumbering hulks of, yeah. you know. Then suddenly they're walking faster, and then they're looking at you, and they're running, and then they're running. World War Z, and they're running yes. over yeah, World cars War Z, and climbing man. walls. Yeah. It's like okay, you know, it's cool to be a zombie. I mean, they seem athletic; they're in good health. Look at them go! Sons of bitches are jumping cars and climbing walls. They're right, you know, yeah. vertical damn walls. That's awesome. And what's that show with Alicia? Sil- is it Alicia Silverstone where she's like a zombie and you know? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, it's like the something Santa Clarita Diet or something like that. Hmm. Oh, um, I am not familiar. But that's awesome. Yeah, I know if, what if you're you pulled about. that from back in the day. Uh, yeah, I think a, she's basically like a zombie house housewife who's just trying to maintain and you know not trying to let everybody know that she's a zombie and she's just eating flesh. <laughs> that's awesome. I will not eat my my husband or my child. I will not eat my husband. That's awesome. Where are we at now? Uh, my number three. I'm actually keeping track now. I didn't do my number three. I thought you did. I thought you did. I did not. You just did. Oh, Dawn of the Dead. Never mind. Sorry. Holy shit. Jared, okay. we need you. We need you, Jared. This is, why I'm keeping, this is why I'm keeping track. Good job, sir. So, my number three. Um, I've talked about this movie a couple of times. Uh, 1983, The Day After. My God, you bastard. This is two. I'm sorry. Two. I'm, so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, I mean, I've, I've crossed out three now. Well, so, The, the Day After, I... I remain, and actually Savannah and I were talking about this because I was eating dinner. She came downstairs, um, uh, what happens oftentimes when I get home, and she's already eaten, so I'm going to eat downstairs and watch shit on my phone. So I found the day after on YouTube and started watching it. She goes, what the hell is this? 
it's like, oh, this is the day after. This is a, a movie that, that was done um, in, in the early 80s to, to predict what if, you know, the Soviet Union and the United States duped it out. And she goes, oh, my God. I said, yeah. I said, it was a TV movie. It's scary as shit. And uh, it did its job. It scared the hell out of a lot of people. Um, okay. Will and I were just talking about this. I, I So I'm going to work on one of my pastimes that I haven't committed a lot of time to is writing. And I want to write, rewrite the day after in the modern time. Like, what would, what would it, who would it be, number one, duking it out? Number two, how would it go down? You know, it's so going like to be a hell of a lot more gruesome. revision type yes. movie? Yes, um, because it, it's one of those movies that was a it, it was a political thing to point out to average Americans like, hey, we don't want this. This is this is what this will look like. We don't want that. The world is going to go to shit. You quickly. know, people, if we just go down south and annex what we should have already done before <sighs> the entire continent of South America. We wouldn't have this problem. Well, because if I, that happens, I, I, we just go down south, and it's the new oh America. Boy. I'm just putting that out. There. Uh, anyway, anyway, just go south, and uh, I mean, it's, it's already called America. It's uh, uh, <laughs> really kind of okay. is a part of us already. Um, so hey, Will, it, uh, you know. buddy, what's your number three? The one you just said. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So I mean, if you were if you were a kid growing up in the '80s, and I was, and you saw this on TV. Um, it, it scared the hell out of you. Like, it yeah. scared the hell out of you. As a matter of fact, most versions of this movie, at the very end of the movie, there's a disclaimer that is aired that says, hey, look, this was fictional. Mm-hmm. If this had happened in real life, it would have been much worse. Yes. So, right. so you know, imagine, like, little, you know, 10-year-old me, like, oh, oh, it's fake. Well, I mean, Oh, Jesus, you know, <laughs> it's uh, going to be worse. Especially, you know, when, when the attack first happens and the nukes just start going off. And, I mean, you're like... Holy shit! Like, this and is they're, bad. Yeah, they're they're doing this in like 1983 nuke standards. Like we've yeah. got the Tsar Bomba now. Yeah, right. Which would literally like wipe out the majority of the East Coast if that thing went off. You know right. what I mean? So we're, we're we're talking extinction level event if if that kind of like just blew up now. But yeah, it's definitely you can't have you can't have a discussion about post apocalyptic movies without talking about it because mm-hmm. it wasn't a box office movie. It was a made for TV movie. I actually yeah. thought you were that talking still about has the a day massive after tomorrow. Following, you know? No, <laughs> I heard the day after tomorrow, and that's like yeah, no. I mean, everything freezes, everybody goes south. Blah, blah, blah. You're talking about the yeah, day no. after. God. Oh, so that, is that why you made your south I, comment? I absolutely was sitting there oh in the God. living room with my father and my mother watching that when it came out on network television and then the day after the day after movie you had everything in the newspapers and and news showing how many people actually thought that was a real thing and we yeah. had talked about this in the prior podcast like um war of the worlds how that tv broadcast just freaked so many people out that some people actually thought this was a real thing and they're freaking out and there was pandemonium and chaos in the streets and blah 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 but yeah. yeah, there's been comparisons to them saying that it was like the 80s version of, you know, War of the Worlds, and it had that sort of, you know, that that that, that impact on people. Um, but it's a hell of a flick for something that they just made for TV. It really yeah. is incredible. Was, back in the 80s, it was, it was, it was great. There was another yeah. movie that they had to do something similar, um, Special Bulletin, where it was a... a a news coverage, or essentially it was it was done as a... Talking about the emergency broadcast system? No, 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 no. The movie, the movie special bulletin. This is a message for the emergency oh God, broadcast please, for system. God, um, no, it was it was a movie. All of you people are about to die. 
Grab everything that you love and hug it quickly because you're dead. No, this movie. Special Bull came out in the same year, actually, 1983. It was done up like a broadcast, um, a network broadcast, where they were following these terrorists that had seized control of a tugboat in... Nakatomi Plaza? No. In um, Charlotte? I think somewhere. Somewhere it was a port city. And they had a nuclear bomb on the damn thing. Oh, and it actually went off and decimated half of the town of Charlotte. So it was... A bombing going off. We need a shot. Well, let's do a shot then. Well, but anyway, so same same year. Good good movie, actually. Really good movie. Uh, Will, you went... David Dixon. Oh, number two. My number two. I'm going to go with one that's a little bit off the wall. And I don't know if any of you have seen it. It's an animation... I was homesick one day, and I just happened upon it, and it caught me right from the beginning with the, the animation and the graphics. The, the movie's called Nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a great movie. And yeah. I didn't understand what I was looking at, and it was just, it captured me, and I just kept watching it because I wanted to see what happened. Yep. Who are, what is this thing? And the, then the story kind of developed, but it was very interesting and obviously post-apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's what the... Oh, yeah. The dolls. The dolls with the writing, the, the needle. Yeah, it's it's quite the, good for what it is. I yeah, guess. I need it's to watch that again. Good, I actually, I didn't watch that when it first came out because it was like, okay, this is just going to be dumb. Me neither. And I watched it later on. I was like, holy shit. It's the sandbag people. Like, this is really good. Yep. Yeah. So that is my whole, number two. whole bunch of ambulatory hacky sacks. Yep. Ambulatory hacky sacks. All right, let's do a shot. Let's get the, let's we'll get get the, the uh, Woodford Reserve. Oh, wow. Woodford oh, Reserve. Always nice. There we go. Small batch. Uh, single barrel. Uh, Somebody bought this for me and gave it to me today. It doesn't really say, but okay, it is. Let's but just do it. But it's labeled. It's right. numbered. Labeled. Cheers. 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 Slange it. Really That's tasty. Woodford Reserve is pretty good. That has a Sir. nerve. Nice woody flavor. I'm doing half because we're going two shows. Sir. You want me to go off the rails like MCU again? <laughs> let him, let him, let him just do Can the Can I little just tell you up. that I was, I've been pre-gaming two hours before you even showed up. Okay. But I didn't know. Dude, honest, it's just beer. Honestly, if I you're going to go beer. free and clear, this is, I mean, the next episode is going to be all kinds of fun stuff. So let's, you know, I'm not going to hurt you. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Come on. Okay. Uh, Will Barton's good. Okay, Will. I'm, I'm, I'm going to refresh buddy. here in a minute myself. So. All right, we're close to doing our, our break, so uh, we're on number... This is my number two? Number two. My number two. So many good ones. My number two, I'm going to go with a movie that didn't receive a lot of good fanfare, but I really loved it. And it has Tom Cruise in it, and it's War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yeah, that's one of mine. was not a big fan of it, but uh, it's a 2005, 2005 movie, right? Yeah. I prefer the original. Oh, I prefer that also, but I'm thinking... But this movie for a remake was... I thought was really, really good. Now, we did talk about his daughter. Yes. It's Dakota oh, Fanning, yeah. who just cries and, and she's annoying. And she's and irritating. So maybe take her out of the movie. It's, it's, it's a great better. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie without you know, her. I just thought it was fantastic. I, I love the graphics. Um, what I will give it is that it stuck more true to the story... With the specifically the tripods, yeah, versus the flying ships. Yeah. So I will I will give it that. 
that it, it yeah. gave us the tripods. They were scary as shit. You heard you, the the horn blow thing. Oh, that was awesome. From the tripods was like, oh shit. And what's a what's yeah. a guy's name that was in in the house in the basement that they finally took? They they Susan Sarandon's husband. What he would they, oh, they yeah, sought yeah, refuge um, in the basement. And this guy was a little nuts, little nuts. Oh, and the plane crashes on the house. God, what the fuck yeah. was his name? That was, he was great. Which doesn't like kill them, miraculously. <laughs> And we later see the wreckage, and it appeared to have been like a 747. That that would have killed them. It was also Hollywood and Tom and in, in, uh, Top Gun. What? Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Damn it, you're right. Good job. Which is Will. weird because pilots aren't usually that tall, and Tim Robbins is as tall as I am, six four. No way that guy would have fit in the in a jet in the jet in the back of a no Tomcat. Shit. Okay. Wow, I didn't know that. Just throw that out there. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. That's actually pretty, pretty good for knowing some specs on what the military will accept height-wise in the back of a time. He's he's pretty brief, you know. All right. I've been read in. Poundages to me. I've been read in. <laughs> All right. My number two is uh, going to go to the Gerard Butler flick, um, Greenland from 2020. Oh, I was trying to remember that one. That was, that, that was a fun movie. Let me tell you something. That was a fun movie. So, uh, okay. Laying it all bare, okay? Savannah does not do these movies at all. So when I watch them, it's usually by myself. She went down to Texas for a a some sort of an inspection or something like that for her job. Mm-hmm. She was down there the entire week. She had left Sunday night. We were still living here in Hanover. So I went downstairs and I said, Hey, Greenland's you know up for grabs. I'm, I'm going to watch this movie. And I did. The single most anxiety-inducing movie on the planet, Greenland, was this movie, because <laughs> it it so at it's one point Greenland? yes, at one point, Gerard Butler and his wife and I forget the actress's name but she played um, the companion in Firefly, an awesome actress I love her to death, um, but she plays his wife and they get separated as shit's starting to go down. I feel bad I've never seen this movie, and it fucked with me in the nth degree because that started the thought process of holy shit if, if something were to go down what, what happens right now yeah Savannah's right in savannah's Texas. in fucking texas i it's gonna take me 16 18 hours 19 plus hours to get to her i'm not gonna be able to get on the roadways because the roadways are gonna be blocked everybody's gonna be on the free-for-all panic uh, i'm i'm fucked i'm dying alone so i actually stopped the movie at one point ordered some pizza ate the pizza be, you know got fat decided you know what i can handle this let's watch how see how this ends and that was the the portion where the the they finally got connected back. They're going towards this military base because what the the premise was spoiler alert was that they sent these mobile notifications to people right. that were of value. Yeah, and this is the fucked up part in our society of value mm-hmm. that could do things. He was an engineer. Mm-hmm. She did something I don't know, but because they were together. She, you could take your spouse. Right. They weren't gonna let the damn kid go because the kid had some sort of sickness or whatever. No, you got to cut out the week, man. So I mean, Jesus Christ. So, but, so they they end up finding their own way to to Greenland, which is where this massive bunker is, and you see the the last portion of of the movie is that you see, um, the the asteroid, this massive ass asteroid, which was by the way. Our, our news group people were, were preaching how it was going to bypass the planet. Um, the, the movie starts with the impact in Tampa, which 
decimates Tampa. Yeah. And that's when everybody started to put two and two together. Like, this isn't just going to blow us by. This this bigger chunk is hitting the planet. There's a lot of um, end of end of life movies for the Earth where they have these bunkers and these places and they have this these arcs that will save us and these you know go inside this mountain type scenarios. Yeah. So so here we're we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cue this clip and we're gonna watch. This. I've not seen this movie. That's fine. Spoiler alert. Yeah, and they're racing to get inside before they shut the doors. So you got to talk about what we're seeing, or the, the listeners will not know what's happening. So okay, so we're we're watching the the final clip just before the uh, the asteroid impact, and they're loading, uh, taking these loaded trucks to this bunker that they built. Hurry up, get in! The last vestige of humanity that's going to survive. And this is this is it. They see this thing fly overhead. Oh shit! Hit the atmosphere. Get in, stupid. Stop watching. This fucking thing is massive. And this was... Stop watching. This this was the... The... Comet, quote-unquote, that was supposed to bypass the planet. So they're, they're oh, running into a place uh, that's like I'm NORAD. I'm watching it in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, it looks like NORAD. Uh, they can run into NORAD like, I help us. So there's uh, Gerard Butler, his wife, the kid, um, and they're freaking out because the kid, they have a, only a certain... Oh, that's, so there you go. We get it. Okay. Good job. Oh, for God's sake. Really? We, really? We just, really? Nobody wants to listen to us watching a movie. Let's just All right, on. fine. Anyway. Six, Kaplan. So it, it wrecks the planet, decimates the world. Put your foot on my chair? Like, are you trying to dominate me, crazy bro? About it is totally like trying to dominate you. What are you it's, talking about? It's not just the one impact. Like, admit. the biggest piece of this comet is nine miles. Mm-hmm. So it's a comet. It's not just an asteroid. It's a comet. So yeah. it's coming, like, at speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's breaking up, so it's basically like instead of getting like one shot in the chest, it's a shotgun blast. Yeah, you know, at close range. So you're just that's it. There's no way to escape that, you know. But it, and I think they don't even get to come out until like nine months later. It's you know, like nine like nine or ten months later, or something like that. But yeah. it, it literally, like I said, it was the single most anxiety-inducing movie. So that's why it's my number two because as as end of the world movies go, like Deep Impact and things like that, sorry if I'm cutting anybody's list off, but like movies like Deep Impact, which is on my honorable mentions list, that one had like a semi-decent ending, like, okay, you know, yes, the asteroid made contact, but everybody kind of survived and the world is still okay. We all know those movies, Deep Impact, Armageddon, all that the same thing. was like, just fuck everything, the world as you know it is over, by the way, yeah. we're going to let you out of these bunkers in ten months and... Best of luck to you. There's nothing left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not going to have any food. There's yeah. no sunlight, you know. Right. No vegetation. All the vegetation will disappear after between 30 and 30 days and 60 days. The all the bees are gone, gone, so are the humans. Oh, God. Okay. Will, you're number two, buddy. So, my number two is actually a little bit more on the lighthearted end of the spectrum. Um, it's along the same lines of this is the end, and it's called The World's End. Um it's a 2013 British movie. It's actually got Simon Pegg and Very Nick Frost good. in it. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's basically about these guys, you know, who are trying to sort of relive a little bit of their youth. And they're going on this pub crawl called the Miracle Mile. It's 12 pubs in their hometown, and it ends at a pub called The World's End. Uh. But as they go through this pub crawl, they, they start to figure out that the townspeople are being replaced with what are essentially replicants, like yes. robots. <laughs> and the robots are controlled by this non-corporeal alien called the network 
So yes. it's basically them trying to survive like <laughs> long enough to get to the end of the world, literally to pump the end of the world, so they can have a pint before everything just goes to shit completely. It's you know? like a battle. It's like a battle for mankind, but not against. <laughs> Elements creating the world going bad. For beer, it's a battle. It's a battle to get to beer. For an entity, that's the one thing that I've always worthwhile battle. I didn't even think of that one. Great pit. Well, that's the one thing that I've always appreciated about Simon Pegg is that he takes like like his zombie movie. What was it called? Um, The one that was in England with the other guy, the other the 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 chubby actor. I don't remember what it is. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yes, yes. Anytime, anytime Simon Pegg and Nick Frost together, fucking awesome movies. Take oh, yeah. these god awful events and just you know make it more comical and make it lighthearted. So awesome pick. <laughs> See, Shaun of the Dead was one of my horrible. I love that scene where they're doing the Michael Jackson thrillers and they're like, ticket, ticket, ticket. Yes, yes, yes. Ticket, ticket, And he hits him with the cricket bat. Yes. Oh my god. Fucking awesome. Like one of the like Shaun saves Christmas. Didn't they have like a couple of things off of that? You know what I'm talking about? Shaun, Shaun of the Dead, Shaun saves Christmas. Yeah, it's a thing. I don't know if there was a sequel or not, but I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna have to watch Shaun of the Dead again tonight. The time has come. For our number ones, drum roll, boys. Here we go. David Dixon, you're number one, buddy. All right, so my number one's a throwback. Um, I'm going to set the stage. I'm a kid. I'm, I'm not a kid. I'm, well, a teenager when it came out. What the hell were you? I was younger. <sighs> okay. It was it was kind of my first movie that we gave me an introduction. David. We all were, brother. At one point in time, you know. So uh, I watched this movie... And it kind of brought to my imagination and and, and, and and being that a post-apocalyptic world. When I first saw Mad Max. Yeah. The original Mad Max. Because yeah. I came into it after it already started. But it still didn't make sense to me. It's like, what is this guy driving around through this deserted area? Everybody's all messed up. Yeah. He's supposed to be a cop. And I'm trying to wrap my imagination around the fact, why would the world look like this? Yeah. And it, it, it's like okay, something really bad happened—a war, yeah. a plague. So they don't really yeah. say, do they? I don't think they. No, really I said. don't think they ever really. Just, they, they never give a definitive to what happened. The world went yeah, to not, shit. Not until we got the Thunderdome. Few, yeah, then they call it an apocalypse. They yeah, don't say right. what it is though specifically. Yeah. So watch this movie, and it kind of freaked me out, thinking this could happen. And this is back during the Cold War. Yeah. When shit could could have gone could've down. Gone south. So that's why I picked it as my number one because it was actually the first movie that ever kind of presented that yeah. possibility to me. And I have a very interesting first honorable mention. And the only reason it's not my first pick movie is because I don't know the damn title of this movie. Oh, just shit. that I saw it and I'll describe it to you guys and it, it's really freaky. All right. Cool. Uh, Lee, number one. My number one. I'm going to tell you guys. Took a, put a lot of thought into this. A lot of thought. There are just so many of these movies, right? So many of them. And when we talk about apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic or end of the world, there has to be hundreds of movies we could have put down and picked from. Mm-hmm. We're picking what we really like, and it's all... Our show is all about opinions, what right. we like. And the great thing about our show is there's no wrong answers here. Right. You know? We joke and say, "Ah, that was a lame pick at all," but there's no wrong answers here. It's about what we will be enjoy, what we personally like. Um, when I thought of the number one for this one, because I had an hour to really kind of delve into this and research, I, I came up. I was hitting a lot of walls, but when I looked at this this content and what we're going to do, I went with what 
Was there an end of world movie that had a scene or something in it that that made me feel like I had a personal attachment to it? That made me feel like this is this made me that I had some kind of emotion. Yeah. None of none of these movies I had any emotion to. They're just fun and it's cool and people are dying and everything's great. <clears throat> this movie well well overrated and I know it's well overrated is Armageddon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna tell you the scene. Yeah. Okay. I've said it before. Oh my god. Yep. So Armageddon is my number one and, and literally because of just this scene. So Harry is in the asteroid. Okay? Uh, Nobody's gonna do it but Harry. Harry has to be the guy, right? He's the one. He's in there. Things are going to hell. He has his finger on the button to manually nuke the asteroid while everybody's jetting the hell out of there on one of two space shuttles. That well, made the, other one that the, the, the other one that worked. The other one that The American one. The other ones are jetting off. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mission Control is saying they're gonna detonate remotely. But if they do that, then it will not split apart. It will still hit the Earth. So Ben Affleck is saying to Mission Control, don't, uh, because Harry, Harry will do it. He doesn't know how to fail. And then Harry's down there, and he gets it blown away. He goes back. He gets it. Boom. Everybody's safe. But it was the Ben Affleck that said, I, I, don't do it. Harry doesn't know how to fail. And in that, for me... I guess the emotion for me is uh, my, it, it evokes my my father's words to me. It evokes what I've grown up my whole life. When I when I put myself on a mission to do something, literally, gentlemen, there is no fucking failure. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the meaning of that word is. This will get done. Mm-hmm. What I put my mind to, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It may be a while before it happens. It may be a weird way that it happens. It doesn't matter how it happens. It will fucking happen. Yeah. Whatever I set my mind to will fucking happen. Yep. And that emotion in that movie, that scene, and it wasn't even uh, Bruce that did it because he was the actor doing it. It was Ben Affleck saying it for him because he was like the son to the guy, right? Right. But that, man, that scene just evoked that emotion. And that I got to tell you, because of just that, and yes, the movie's overhyped and has all these big actors in it and shit, but uh, I got to tell you, man, that's my number one just it, because a, of that scene alone. Movie. And, a, and it evokes my emotion. That's a damn good movie. Yes. Yeah, no lies. That's a great I mean, flick. It was a testament to his character, and yeah. Ben Affleck Well, I mean, did that. I, I always enjoyed, like, okay, so again, me, the nerd guy that enjoys the spaceships, I always enjoyed the shuttle designs that they had. Mm-hmm. That the, they were building these things as, like, a, a tactical orbiter, basically, that were, yeah. you know, just orbiters on steroids that were badass looking that could handle, you know, heavy duty payloads. And you're like, what the fuck were they building these things in the first place for? Right. Because they didn't <laughs> just build these things overnight when we found out we had an asteroid coming our direction. Yeah. This was in, in process, basically. Like, where the fuck? Why? But seeing those bastards launch at night, no fanfare, and doing their whole spin around the, the moon to get to the Russian satellite to pick up their ordinance was just oh, awesome. Is that that fucking is that, awesome. is that cosmonaut not just the best? I love, oh, I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. He's definitely this not one or two. I love him. Oh yeah, and he's banging on the thing with a yep. freaking wrench. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Or when he was talking about the parts like uh, yeah. Russian equipment built by Americans, <laughs> all made in China. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, I'm probably like, do a podcast on just that movie. Anything but you're a bunch of cowboys. <laughs> bunch of cowboys. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Sorry, I dealt on too long right. with that number. Uh, it's fine. Kathleen, you're number one. My number one 
uh, David touched on on the the fascination that for me that captures most of the movies that are indeed post-apocalypse. Okay, and not the ones that we see the apocalypse happen, but the post-apocalypse is the is the how did it get to this point? Right. For me, the movie that captures that energy the best and the most for me that is one of my favorites is the Book of Eli. Oh yeah. I adore the hell out of that movie. Not so much because of the storyline, which is fantastic by the way, but you're grounded from Vader. Some of you were going to say the Book of Eli or I Am Legend for their number one. I'm grabbing that Darth Vader mask. It's over there now. You can't grab it. I don't have the energy to get it. So Great. You're, Continuing on. You're good. Um, but it, it, it more prompted the questions of, okay, what got us here? That question slapped me in the face when they're walking through the desert. Um, Denzel Washington and Mila Kunis are walking through the desert, and they see the freaking 747 just on the bastard, on the ground, in pieces. And you're like, what happened? This had to be sudden. Like, and, and then you start thinking about it logically, right? Like, okay, air traffic control typically has a pretty good handle on things. If there's some sort of an emergency in the air, they call the aircraft, they send them on so the this, ground, and they land them. this happened fast. This happened like that. Yeah. No warning, no nothing. So what happened? But God, I love that movie. The Book of Eli is awesome. Yeah, the backstory to that, that, the, that what I've heard, I don't know how true it is, was that it was either uh, an EMP or a solar flare. Yeah, something that quick. Some sort of a, yeah, something almost instantaneous that essentially just destroyed the electrical grid on the, on the planet and sent humanity back to the Dark Ages. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it, it definitely makes you want... I like movies like that where they... Yes. Know something crazy has happened, but you don't know what it is. Yes, and that drives you nuts. Builds the you the suspense. Movie. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Keeps you keeps you wondering. Yeah, exactly. Good job, Will. You're number one. These are the last uh, of the. This is this the is last of the top five. Yep. Yeah. So we're pressing for our break. Five. Barton, pressing for break. Got to refresh. Just kidding. Refresh. Please no. take your time, sir. Number one. No, it was nineteen. It was nineteen fifty three's War of the Worlds, man. Original. Mm. Mm. Right. The, the original is just. I know it's not necessarily as accurate to the book. I've been a Wells fan for as H. long as I can live, but it's just. It's just an incredibly good movie. It holds okay. up today. It's one of those movies that you can watch over and over and over again, and it just captures you. You know, and it. Um, I, I I love the ending of the book as much as I love the end of the movie, where you find out that these Martians couldn't handle the bacteria. On the Earth, that's what wiped them out was the bacteria. Yeah, you know what I mean. Point of order on that: the original, not just the book, but the original H.G. Wells. That was the radio show, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, and it was that's a book what freaked first. everybody else, right? It, it, everyone thought it was a news yes. flash. Yes. Point yeah. of parliamentary procedure, Mr. Dixon. Before <laughs> yeah, it was book, a radio the, show. The radio it was written show done word. by Orson Welles was what freaked everybody out. The book was actually written in 1898. No way. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's not with a aliens. Movie. Yeah, with aliens. That's how far thinking ahead H.G. Wells was, man. No kidding. It was written as yep. a book. Written as a book, adopted into a radio program, and then that went That's a great Well, uh, that, that makes sense. I like I mean, that you went old school on that. That's a great one. Get an awesome pick. Ah. Well, we are uh, 47 minutes in for our longest time before we've ever, I think we've ever taken a break. No, I, not quite. No, mm, that's right. my number one. Well, we're going to take a break here because I got dogs out tonight. and things have to happen. And... Awesome. Well, we are going to take a quick break after these non-existent messages. We'll be coming back to you with our honorable mentions. Hey, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> 
after these messages will be right Sounds like fun. Back. See you in a minute. Visit our concession stand now. Right? I'm back inside the mansion. We're back. Alright, we are back. Is that what we're doing? Talking sci-fi honorable mentions. We are without you. Because okay. you didn't come in. Yeah, you didn't time. come in. You were Piece prepared. Of garbage. I'm here for this. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> gonna be here for the next episode. In the next episode. Jared Becker did happen to sneak in on us, but uh, we're gonna wait to hear from no him until the next episode. What we're gonna do right now is a shot, though. We're doing a shot. Oh, we're doing a this shot. This is our third. By third the way. shot. Cheers. Cheers, genitals. Cheers, cheers, cheers. I'm trying to catch up here. A little drinky poo for courage. Ah, that is not good stuff. All right. In my opinion, not very good. All right, so let's go. Uh, let's go backwards in our uh, honorable mentions. In our honorable mentions list, Will, that starts you off, buddy. All right, so I'm going to take it down like the list of really awful, awful, awful movies. Oh God! Um, but they're awesome movies to me because they have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Rutger Hauer. Rutger Hauer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Rutger Hauer junkie. So this was a 1996 movie called Omega Doom. What? And Omega Doom is essentially a movie about humanity being completely wiped out by these sentient robots and omega doom is one of these sentient robots on a mission to find his purpose in life basically what's awesome is this movie is based on yojimbo by akira kurosawa um it's essentially just a robotic sci-fi post-apocalyptic version of yojimbo it's got a crazy good soundtrack as a matter of fact if you want to get on youtube and you know look up omega doom end credits it's got that sci-fi cowboyish kind of soundtrack to it, wow. but it's a killer movie. It's awful and wonderful at the same time. And any movie that can bridge those two gaps is great in my book, Absolutely. especially if it's got Rutger Hauer and then Shannon Weary in it. Rutger Hauer is awesome. Yep. For those of you who don't know Shannon Weary, she's the young lady that was in the movie Liar Liar in the elevator scene with Jim Carrey. Smoking. <laughs> she's smoking. She's hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody knows that. You know? Of course we do. Mr. Cameron. My first honorable mention is going to go to the movie that you thought I was referring to during my top five, The Day After Tomorrow. Good one. John Cusack. Uh, well, not very sci-fi accurate, or not very accurate at all. Um, <laughs> still, really these movies no, don't not, it's not accurate. John Cusack, it's the one with the... Uh, it's not uh, John Cusack, um, that's um, 2012. A young, what's his name, the kid. Gyllenhaal. J- uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. Yes. Brokeback Mountain guy. God. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, we that certainly moved on from like that past, didn't we? Anyway, anywho, moving on, Mr. Ferguson. I'm going to go with, uh, I really thought this would have been mentioned. If it was, then just uh, please excuse me. Um, Interstellar. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. on my list. That really is an end, of, well, an end of world well, type scenario. The only reason they... I never, I didn't add it to my, my uh, uh, one of my top ones is because yes the apocalypse is implied that's what yes. i mean this so our content is a little bit it's here and there well, that's but the only reason it didn't land on my list so interstellar is uh is the mo- the premise of the movie is that everybody's running out of food yes the, Corn the environment is, the, is sustained. the entire environment's degrading so there's the vegetation's not growing in this so uh, you know, have the storms and the sand and Nobody has any food to eat, so they have to reinvent <coughs> themselves and do farming in a completely different way. And they send out for all the space missions, and let's maybe we can 
find something we, we somewhere can farm to live. another planet and live yeah. and all that stuff but uh that's to me one of the it's, it's a slow burn apocalypse it is a, basically yes. was it you know? Dude, why were they saying burn. the moon landing <laughs> didn't happen like we never burns. had an apollo program why well, were they saying that because though? they were it was burns that that, that for me um was a, a very interesting portion of rewrite history well it, it was like they were trying to to eliminate the hope that we could be capable of um, oh. surviving Outside of our, our Dash solar system, we're not. Yeah. We're, we're too dumb. We, yeah. we're not going to survive this. <sighs> anyway, uh, Mr. Dixon, moving on. All right, um, I'm going to bluster on a little bit. Um, my whole life was my dad raising me for the eventual end of society in multiple multiple different ways. I mean, he was an outdoorsman. He taught me everything that I would have learned in Cub Scouts. He says, "What do you need to go to Cub Scouts for?" I teach you everything you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to go with the guys because I can wear the, you know, the scarf and all that. But. What? Yeah. Oh, he's got one of those. Um, Anyway, so he he always was teaching me anything tactical I needed to know to survive. And that's the way I grew up. My dad was a very, very much so a survivalist. Um, One day, we're having a conversation around dinner. And he says, what do you think? How do you think the end of the world's going to be? And this was after Reagan gave a speech about something or other and, and Gorbachev and all that. Um, I was thinking to myself, well, it's probably one of three different ways. A, nuclear, mm-hmm. a nuclear disaster, and that would kind of uh-huh. mess us all up. Yep. B, it would be a natural disaster like an asteroid or a comet or, or like in the case of where I lived in Southern California, it was going to be an earthquake. Right. But it would be something along those lines. And C, more likely, it would be a disease. Yes. Some kind of disease. Yep. So, fast forward to um, this day and age, and uh, there was a guy that I was friends with who gave me a list of, I mean, a, a CD of how our society would end most likely, and it was based on a disease. And it was this little disc of this movie that I don't know, it wasn't out in the movies, it might have been a TV show, I can't remember the name of it, Um but it was freaky because it was shot in a kind of a documentary style mm-hmm. way, centered around these two guys who were uh, ambulance um, paramedics, paramedics attached to a fire department, mm. and they were going out and they were helping people like they normally do. Only this thing in the background, every time they turn on the news or on the radio, you can hear, you know, twenty-two more people <clears> died <throat> at the hospital, and, mm. and this just kept ramping up, and they just kept ignoring it. It was just like news. And they kept getting these people that were sick, and then they would go to the hospitals, and the hospitals were like, we can't take any more people. And it was building and building and building to some disease that was going around, mm-hmm. wiping everybody out. And anyway, this ambulance driver goes back to his family, and he's like, something really weird is going on. It's like, come on. Right. And they live in Southern California, in L.A., and when by the time the, the wife says, you know, honey, we should get out of here. All our neighbors are leaving. There it is. That's where the passion is, Southern California. And... <laughs> Then when he finally decides, yeah, maybe we should get out of town, it's almost too late because the freeways are clogged, everyone's panicking, the stores are being emptied, and it was total pandemonium. And the trick was getting out of the populated area in in Southern California and getting out to a more rural area, maybe away from people and disease. It never rains in Southern California. Anyway, I don't know what the name of the movie is. But whatever that name of that movie is, that's my honorable mention on number one as to the most likely reason our society is going to break down and end. So if any of our, our listeners, I love the past. If any of our Good listeners 
from the description recognize it or think they recognize it, please feel free to, to post on Facebook. I could swear I've seen this before, man. It's like I'm getting some serious deja vu, but I can't get the name. Yeah. You know? California love. Oh, God. All right, Will, next up. Sorry, Sorry, got caught up in the moment. Um, I'm not here. I'm sorry. So You're not here. <laughs> mine is, um, it, it's one of those weird movies, actually. And it's one of my, I'm a big Stanley Kubrick fan. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is Dr. Strangelove, or how I learned uh-huh. to stop yes, worrying yes, about sir. the bomb. Yeah, yes. I knew that was coming. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a 1964, it's a political satire, basically. It's a lot of what Kubrick does is, is, is you know, political satire, but it's, um, essentially about an unhinged United States Air Force general who just launches a preemptive strike on the Soviet Union, you know? And it's one of those movies that you... you, I can't explain it to you. I'm not even going to try here. But the fact that I just said it's a Stanley Kubrick movie about the apocalypse should be enough to spark your attention to go out and see it. Yeah. Um, There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. It's just an incredible flick. Um, and, And it's, you know, it's black satire, black comedy, real, you know dark kind of and for the 60s it's 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 actually very very dark you know but um again excellent flick can't say enough good stuff about it yes agreed good one so riding on uh, on mr dixon's coattails there again um again about uh, get off my coattails sorry um about movies that that didn't really it wasn't the apocalypse but it was things went to shit quickly um, because of a disease, was Contagion. For me, Contagion, yeah, Good was time. absolutely awesome. Um, Good uh, flick. That shit I'm, off, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say a controversial thing, but fuck it, it's our show. I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah. That for me was the ultimate playbook to how COVID played out. Exactly. <laughs> and it was scary as shit to Very see the correlations between yeah. similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it was. Where did it originate? <laughs> In China. Oh. Yeah. China. So it was, it, it literally, it was like, Chinese. you know. Was it a China virus? China. Oh okay. Anyway, so it was like watching that movie um, in 2011. I had, uh, about to age myself and I'm about to get looks. I had just graduated high school. And <laughs> what, so, year, what year was that again? 2011. Oh my God. Oh my sweet summer child. Underwear older than 2011. <laughs> So anyway, so you know, watching that movie, and I remember dragging a couple of my buddies to go see it, and they were like, "Ah, oh, we don't want to see this." I don't remember the other big movie that was out, but I wanted to see this. Um, this was actually one of Samantha and I's first dates, except we weren't really dating at the time. <laughs> we were just like, "Hey, let's go watch this movie." So it was. We went and watched the movie, and it was it was wild. It was an awesome movie, an awesome depiction of of really what a societal collapse looked like or would look like. When a disease runs rabid. Yeah. So definitely. That's the scariest part. Yeah. Good one. Good pick, sir. Lee. I'm going to ride on those coattails. <gasps> oh, everybody's riding on everybody's coattails. Yeah, what I'm the fuck? Go with uh, 28 Days Later. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take yeah. that off of my list. Another yeah. contagion type. Uh, there's this virus is going to doom the world and all that good stuff. But uh, great movie, man. You know? Yeah. Uh, it was a post-apocalyptic 9-11 type world and great action, great graphic. Everything about it was fantastic. It was one of those ones I could watch over and over again. But not, I don't, this is not a background movie for me. I want to watch it and I want to be involved with it. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that. Oh, this is awesome. What's coming up is great, you know. Because it's, it's just, it's nonstop. It's so good. That very sad scene. With All starts with a bike courier. 
It's always oh, yeah. like Kroger's. Uh-huh. Slaps the blood in his eye. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yep. Sorry, I'm trying Mr. to speak Dixon. quietly because I'm not here. Keep God on rolling, Mr. Dixon. <laughs> All right, so my honorable <laughs> mention, um, my next honorable mention is Zombieland. Taking it to a lighter hey! note. Good one. Just because of the sheer, uh, just oh, how they're tap. so nonchalant about killing zombies and, and yes. how the guy was like had this whole checklist of things. Woody you Harrelson, got, and yeah, the you gotta love Twinkies. Woody Harrelson. He made that movie. I mean, that how could you not love him in that movie? And, he was and the Cavalier and and Absolutely. how all, I love it. It was, I mean, the whole world was going to crap, and he was just kind of doing his thing, and he runs into this other guy that's completely the opposite of him. He's oh, what's paranoid his name? What's his name from Superbad? The yeah. one kid, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. the guy that Michael just Sarah. irritates you. Yes, just irritates yes, me. and how he's just uh, such a this wimpy little guy with he's, this anxiety. irritating in everything he does. <laughs> but he, he uh, figures and, it out. He and could, had a home time, uh, hometown after Bill Murray from Towson, yes. Towson Maryland. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So whose daughter was going to Towson, I don't think she Interesting note, politically, uh, when they finally get to that utopia type place where they're all these hippies just trying to live their lives there's no guns allowed in here oh yeah and then what happens later they need some guns they need some guns awesome stuff Let that be a lesson to you uh non-gun people just don't need don't, we need, don't we need, give we need, up the guns we need the guns people okay just for just the so the sole reason all right just try and come back anyway the guy all the guy wanted was a twinkie that's all he wanted was a twinkie when they found the hostess truck and it was all the coconut the snowballs i hate those oh my god they do suck it's a consistency snowballs all right mr barton your next honorable mention all right, so um, this one's actually pretty creepy, it, and it scared the, the shit out of me because it's one of those ones that could actually happen. It had a little science backed up, and it was a, a 2011's Melancholia. So it's it's another one of those planetary disaster movies where a rogue planet is, is going to barrel through our solar system, and it's predicted to hit the Earth. And, and they show scenes of, like, the sky and what this massive planet, which is about two or three times bigger than the Earth, is looking like as it gets closer. But it shoots past Earth. Yes. So everybody thinks, oh, we're okay, it's good, yay! But you know how gravitational forces work, it loops back around <laughs> and, and kills the shit out of everybody. So yes. the end scene is like, you know, Kristen Dunst and her family in this tent in a field as this gigantic, you know, like, planet looms toward them, and then you see the atmosphere just completely stripped away. Yeah. And then there's the impact and then the flames, but it's, it's, it's one of those, like, okay... Nobody's going to get out of this, and it's a really good showcase for how different individuals handle these types of disasters. Like, who's going to lose their mind to commit suicide? Who's going to try to, you know, be the hero and save everybody? Who's going to just accept what happens? It's a movie about the study of the human condition when disaster is imminent and there's no escape, you know? Yeah. When a planet hits another planet, I think the law, the first law of thermodynamics is that the conservation of energy prevails, so... When a planet hits a planet... <laughs> Sir, we've already done the school lesson. We don't need a second. We, Let's continue I, I, I'm asking a question here for, for, the, for the people. Okay, if Lee, the science hits, guy. If a planet hits a planet... Lee, Lee the science guy. Does the energy Lee. actually disperse <laughs> interior to the cores of the planet and then burst, or does the energy disperse immediately to the outside it's atmosphere? It's got to disperse immediately. It's an impact. Okay, you know what needs to disperse right now? But the conservation right of energy is that, that the heat... Is. Of two yeah. planets colliding oh, together in these massive bursts of energy. Uh, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. They will. In other this, words, what I'm saying, they will. For, they will form one collective. Uh, Lee, you know what inertia and is? Then it bursts. Lee is perfectly <laughs> yes, describing what is known as the thera. 
hypothesis Thera. where a planet the size of Mars called Thera impacted with a proto-Earth, creating the Earth we exist on now and the moon. So well done, Lee. I awesome. applaud you for putting Shout on your Dr. Everybody. Ludwig von Drake hat. Very there well done, go. sir. Cheers, cheers, cheers. I'm cheering. Yeah. Cheers, cheers. Neil Lee, stop. Will, stop supporting him. I mean, he needs to, We're old. We need to support each other. Because Thank you, Will. Our, damn it. You're our, my buddy. Our legs don't work anymore, you know? Well, you're my friend, Will. All right, so my next honorable my mention. My roll dog, Thunder Buddy. Jesus Christ. Thunder so my next, my next honorable mention. <clears throat> He's a young whippersnapper. World War Z. I was going to hit damn that it. next. Uh, I hate you. Uh, that's funny. Uh, feeling my thunder. Will I will be, I will be, uh, look, I mean, I will be. just the scene where they're they're trying to take off out of Israel when they finally uh-huh. think they've reached, like, you know, the safe space. Yeah. And the zombies are pouring out over the runway, over the airport, and, and they haul ass down the runway. And you think, okay, we're safe. We're good. And then they're sitting in the airplane. He's got the Israeli soldier with her hand blown off. And, you know, they're sitting there, and all of a sudden they hear the ruckus from the back. And they realize the zombies are on the plane. Well, the one, and then you got everybody. Yeah, and he, he, somebody throws a grenade and blows the ass half of the, the, the plane off. It's like... What smart idea was this? You guys had guns. Just start popping caps. I mean, they come were, on. They were out. Were I they? I believe they were out of ammo. Oh, That's okay. why the they grenade was their last look. Let's just go down. That's why he did that. Got it. Okay. Okay. I mean, at that point, you just put it between your teeth and just say, fuck it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Fuck it and run. Yep. Uh, Lee? The three definitions of inertia are rest <laughs> For fuck's sake, please, for the love of God, we're not here for the science yeah. lesson. Mine, mine is going to be uh, a movie that I just love. It and, and uh, Oddly enough, it just seems like a, funny enough, a light-hearted movie to me. The Core. Yeah, yeah. You know, we okay. talked about oh, yeah. this. And I just yeah. like it. I love the... What's the guy that had invented this spaceship and found the... The metal. It was a new element. Zephyrin Cochran. No, that's the metal. It's called. Stop. stop. It's unobtainium. Unobtainium. The guy's name was. Stop it. Um. God, professor something or other. Anyway, the the other guy stole it from him, and he became the something or other to the president staff. And anyway, a lighthearted movie was the other guy. I loved it. It, what, is the acting in it great? No. No. But you know what? Is it a fun movie? Absolutely. I mean, come on. It doesn't get any more fun than watching the space shuttle do the, the sonic boom flyby over the, the baseball no, no, game and then landing in the yes. Los Angeles nobody, River. Nobody's questioning why. And I'm, I, when I look at that, I'm not questioning anything about it. I think it's fun and, and, yeah. and a cool movie. Good. Mr. Mm-hmm. Dixon, we got to start rolling a little bit more. All right. Um, I don't know if this qualifies. You guys let me know. But Time Machine. Oh, no, it, yeah, it qualifies. Absolutely. Only yeah, because. Yeah. Time machine, only hot, because, tub, hot tub time machine? Ooh. No, time machine. Okay. Time machine. <laughs> because as he's moving through time, he goes past an apocalypse. Yes. That ends moon. up on the other side. The moon. No, I'm good with yeah. that. That's good. That, that, that's it. So, that yeah, up. interesting. I, th- I thought I'd... It's a post-apocalyptic scenario. Because he ends up in the post-apocalyptic era. No, I'll take it. Good one. Will? I didn't put that down. It's a good one. Um, another contagion type of movie, 1995's Twelve Monkeys. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Didn't even see that. Didn't that's, put it down. that's not a movie that you should, like, watch by yourself. No, no. that's kind of freaky. It's, <laughs> it's a legit terrifying movie, man. It's like, it's it's up there on my list of, like, movies that legit creep me out. You know what I mean? 
Also, make sure you have like three bags of popcorn and a couple hours on your hands because that is a long draw. Yeah, that's a long freaking movie. It it's a long, long movie, draw. but it's good. It's really, really good. And they tried making a series out of it. It wasn't quite as good, but, you know, just, you can't, can't quite do it. No, Mr. I mean, the, 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 the music and the fact the guy's losing his mind because every time they send him back, he loses another piece. Yep. Ready for a camera? Great flick. Ready for a no. No? Uh, my yeah, next honorable mention no. is Deep Impact. Yes. Of course. Um, I mentioned it earlier. I mean, it's it's the the asteroid hits the planet movie, um, and uh, you see the devastation that it causes. Yeah. There's some people that, that make it through, you know, some people that survive it, but ultimately it, it does still rain the, the, the what if it would happen, you know, how bad would it be. And it, it got bad, and Morgan Freeman became president, which I is thought awesome. it was a, another fun movie. Oh, it was, it was great movie. Cool and- the acting, not stellar, but it was enough to keep my attention. Yep. The graphics were good. The storyline was great. I loved it. Yeah, it was yeah. a good movie. That's a good flick. Lee? I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> might throw some people off. I don't know if a lot of people have seen this movie. The Postman with Kevin Costner. Oh, yes. oh yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. Hell yes. Kevin Costner. Not totally. very well received, but good movie. Yes. Good a lot flick. of these good were flick. not very well received at the box yep. office, but we're talking about, you know post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic shit. And I'm sorry, what? Apocalyptic shit. <laughs> I had to read you that one real quick. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only going to get worse on the second one, folks. That's okay. Stay tuned discussion. for the discussion episode. It's going to go off the rails like MCU. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Postman, um, so we're going to have to wrap it up. We have another two rounds. Yes. Mr. Dixon. I'm going to have to go with Planet of the Apes. Good pick. Okay. Good pick. Yeah. Very much post-apocalyptic when they land that ship down and they think they're on another planet and it's Earth. Yeah. Yep. With the Statue you of Liberty. You blew it up. With you blew it all. The torch taken out of the, of the beach. Good no. pick. Mr. Wilbart. Uh, me and Lee were in sync right there for a minute because I was going to pick another Kevin Costner apocalyptic mm. movie. I know what you're going to say. Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> Great Another slow burn, but what a fun movie to watch, because yeah. I'm a water guy. I love water. Now, did they ever explain how the Earth got that much water on it? Yeah, global warming. That's basically oh, what that's they explain. The explanation yeah, okay. was global warming. That's you know, But I mean, it, you know, when your bad guy is Dennis Hopper, it's hard not to like him. I love oh Dennis my God, that was great. Whatever happened to Dennis Hopper? Is he still around? I, I honestly think that him and, um, and uh, what's his name? Um... <clears throat> um uh, nah, never mind. I can't remember. I was gonna say something because they both look the same, but oh. now I can't. Old dude from Genesis. You know who I'm talking about? Joe Collins. Yeah, they look. Joe I think Collins. they're the same person. I thought you were telling Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, because I haven't seen Dennis Hopper in a minute. No, I mean I don't know what's going on with the guy, but no, neither one of those two movies were very well received. No. They're both pretty good movies. You know, he died uh, 2010 May 29th. Damn, no kidding. No way, really? Yeah, he was a great actor, though. I, I didn't hear that. about that. How the hell that. did we not know that, man? Usually you can hear about <clears throat> these things. So my next honorable mention is going to go to... Now, love-hate movie, okay, for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoyed the movie. The ending was like, what the fuck did you just do? Um, the Knowing with yeah, Nick knowing. Cage. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. The knowing, the knowing. Is that so the that thing, was is that the thing with the numbers. Yes. Mm, so yeah. that was the the movie where he starts seeing these numbers patterns and oh, they're all dates of disasters yes. stuff on yep, the board. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, it's all okay. different disasters. Yeah. You see the plane that's crash a, in the movie. How did that end? That movie is such with a fucking aliens taking the kids yeah. before the sun burnt the planet. It was pretty dumb. It was god awful. Like the movie had decent promise, and then it got to the end. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This is how we're ending this. This is bullshit. Who, who is, that was Nicolas Cage again. Nick Cage. Yep, our boy Nick Cage. I told you to put the bunny down. All right, Lee, your last one. <laughs> My last one is going to be a, a newer one. So on Netflix, they had a recent one called uh, Don't Look Up. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think yes. everybody probably tuned in and saw that. It was pretty cool. It had uh, what's the his exact... Name? It has, the, it has the young actor that now. I want to hate, but yeah. I do like him. Mm-hmm. What's the young guy's name in that, the, the star in that was in a ton of fucking movies. I can see his face. Uh, something. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Very yeah. good. He was in that. But it had a ton of star power, a big star power, because Netflix wants all that, and we all did watch it, apparently. We saw it. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was great. It was an odd ending that they're all sitting at dinner, and then it's just, whoosh, you're dead. Yeah. But, yeah. but what a great movie leading up to that. All, everything that I well, loved about it. Again, the perfect example of exactly what would happen. How about that Netflix, man? Give it up for that Netflix, huh? They, Send a few dollars this way to they, Talking Sci-Fi, Netflix. We're talking about your ass. They're hit or miss. They're, they're hit or miss. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah. What was that movie? True enough, but let's and not it's talk not in my list. But what was said. that they're movie? Great. That that it was about the the cloud or something that that had hit California, the West Coast. And they yeah, were yeah, trying to get the guy was trying the, to get from Chicago to yes. get his daughter and the, the, yes. the father-in-law, and the, father, the guy. Yes. And he. The what miss? was that fucking movie called? I don't know. The fog. God, it was no, no, no. It was it was so <laughs> it was, frustrating. It was ri- the ending was so frustrating. It was riveting getting across the country with all the the bullshit stuff yes. that was going to end. The army doing one thing, and that's the mist. No, it, no, 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 it wasn't. It was something else. Will, uh, David, what's your next honorable mention? Last one. <laughs> you know the the water world got taken from me. Interstellar got taken from me. Um, <laughs> I, I got in with Time Machine. I'm just going to have to take a swing here. I took Time Machine. <laughs> um, oh, my God. That one's gone, too. You guys already mentioned all these. Okay. Independence Day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to throw that in there for what it's worth. <laughs> Shit, nobody said Independence Day? No. I was... <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm kind of ashamed, actually. Apocalyptic. Can you let me cue up the Happy news? Because this sounds terrible off of your phone. In the city. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. I apologize to everybody that hates hip hop or anybody that's trying to express their you know, musical nature. Fuck them. That's on my playlist when I work out. What's on my playlist? From the movie. From the movie. The intro. The intro. The movie. Battle Los Angeles, yeah. which is not on my list, and it Battle just popped Los in Angeles. my head. Thank you for playing that, because otherwise I would have forgotten about Battle that. Battle Los Angeles. Again? No. Right. Will, last one, buddy. So, I don't care what anybody says. This is an apocalypse movie, and I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You, 100%. I love the first Combines and the second. Everything that I love about, you know, sci-fi movies, the- you know, strong chance <laughs> of death, Minimal chance of success. What are we waiting for? Hey, Will, Ian, Ian is he not likes a fan the of the second, second one. one. I'm a big fan of the first and the second. I'm Uprising? all in on Pacific Rim. 
I'll watch them both. I love them both. There's a cartoon on Netflix is good too. There's a cartoon on Netflix, a whole series if you didn't know. Really? I know that, but I'm probably gonna watch it. Pacific Rim anime on Netflix. Wow. Okay. Go Will Barton. Son of a gun, yeah. I try. All right, my last one is sort of kind of an apocalypse movie in a way, Um, taking place in the fifties. Family is living in a house. The dad is like dead set convinced that it's going to be a huge nuclear war, so he's building this big ass bunker beneath the house. Of course, I'm talking about Blast from the Past. Yeah, 1999, Brendan Fraser, where they're <laughs> oh living under the God, house. Christopher dude. Walken's the dad. I, I hate Brendan Fraser, but <laughs> yeah, I love so Christopher Walken. It's <laughs> Christopher it's Walken. The, yes, you, you had me at Christopher Walken. So that's, yeah. that's my last one. I don't one. care what it is, you know. That is my last one. I could listen That's to that good dude, one. like, yeah. hawk clear eyes, you know? You know? Clear eyes I feel have like watching that, that because... moisturize. <laughs> moisturize. <laughs> Will Barton does an exceptional Christopher Walken. I command you. Take uh, us out with Christopher Walken, and thank the viewers. Chris, Thanks, everybody. Christopher Walken, thank the viewers, sir. Do Christopher Walken. Thank, and thank you, everyone, him. for coming. <laughs> Go out into the world. Do great things. <laughs> Very awesome. Real quick, want to thank Ian Kaplan. Want to thank uh, David Dixon, William Barton. Been a blast. It's another great uh, episode. Yeah, this was fun. Thank everybody. This is the Friday before our uh, Christmas weekend. Yes. And I had a great time. This is going to post immediately. Yep. It we don't even know what happened and occurred, but it's coming on live now. We're going to start our second one. Yep. So I Ian will. Kaplan. Uh, Wish to our viewers a very Merry Christmas. By the time you hear our second episode, it is going to be the New Year. New Year. So Happy New Year to Happy everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Right. right. And, uh, yeah, if you are uh, looking for us, we are Talking Sci-Fi Podcast on Facebook. You can catch us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast content from. Check us out. Take a listen. Stay tuned. Because uh, we got some more coming your way, everybody. Coming your way. Everybody, live long it's and prosper. <laughs> May the force be with you. By your command. I'm not here. You said, you said so say we all last By time. By your command. Well, I thought we are doing something God. different every I episode. love it, Will. I all love right. that. I don't By respond a lot of pressure. All right, good night, everybody. Put some effort into the voice next time. By your command. You can't